This is The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Yeah, Jen's out this week, so it's The Answer All-Stars. All this week, it's Whitman and Hewitt and Prager and Medved and Elder. Let's spin the wheel of Answer All-Stars. Oh, round and round it goes. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, the wheel has stopped at on Larry Elder, the sage. Larry Elder is here on the morning answer for the a bad, Tuesday. The bad, the bad shows. The bad shows. It, feel, it feels like a Monday, but it's already Tuesday. Thank you for doing this. Well, it's my pleasure. It's nice to be somewhere where I'm not going to get beaten up too badly. I was tweeting last night. I never have been rude to anyone. I was tweeting. But the only one I was ever rude to was Tim Donnelly running because, for governor. Because? Because he wouldn't answer a question. Yeah. Well, anyway, I tweeted last night. Will somebody please ask King James, LeBron James, how he would have reacted had a white basketball player called President Barack Obama a bum? Mm. And somebody writes back, WTF is the point. Larry, you're great at making up new facts to create a narrative that is both stupid and factually incorrect. End of quote. All I did was suggest that maybe, just maybe, the country would be on fire if some white NBA player, let's let's say uh, uh, Steve Nash, Steve okay. Nash is yeah, from Steve, Canada. Yeah, good idea. Let, let's right. say Steve Nash does not like the idea of Obamacare because he's from Canada and realizes how bad the system is. Right. And therefore referred to President Obama as a bum. What do you think would happen? Well, there'd be outrage. There'd be outrage. How dare he call him a bum? Yeah. He's the leader of the and, free and, world. And they would say, how about criticizing his health care plan without calling him a bum? Sure. Why can't LeBron James and, and Kevin Durant offer their criticism without calling President Trump a bum? So now that we've set this up here, we have Kevin Durant, LeBron James. They're on an ESPN show. They're kind of in a car and they're speaking freely. And uh, this is Kevin Durant of the Warriors, right? Kevin, yeah, he's, he's with the uh, with the yeah with the Warriors and right. the and the Cavs, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers mm-hmm. uh, employ uh, LeBron James, and uh, and they uh, have some analysis about um, about President Trump. Uh, they do indeed. Yes. Uh, let, let's, uh, <laughs> shall shall we? <laughs> shall you? Uh, do you desire to take a listen, Larry? I think I'd like to. All right, here we go. I feel like our team as a as a country. Is not ran by a great coach. It's not even a surprise when he says something. It's not even a surprise. It's like laughable. It's like it's that's laughable. Bad. It's laughable yeah. and it's but scary. It, but it's also scary right, because right. I shouldn't be numb to your racist. Right, comments. right. I shouldn't yeah. be numb to your behavior. Okay, now who's that lady I hear there? She's the host of the ESPN show. She was driving the car, and um, LeBron James is in the passenger seat, and Kevin Durant is in the is in the back seat, and they're both just all three of them are ripping on Trump. And you heard her refer to Trump's comments as racist. Yes, and, I did. And uh, and, the, and the two athletes just lit into Trump. Yeah, and and uh, this uh, piece of audio made its way to Fox News Channel, as you might not be surprised to learn. I have to tell you that I have a streak going. People listening to The Morning Answer (laughs) should know I have a streak. My streak, my personal streak, is that I have never seen Laura Ingram's television show, and I intend to keep that streak intact. So... um, yeah, I mean, I'll listen to 44 seconds of it here for the purpose of our conversation. So, but so you watch other shows on Fox, I Oh, yeah. oh yes. You, you watch Hannity. Yes. You, you watch uh, yes, I watch, Tucker uh, Carlson. Shepard Smith. Right. I'll watch. I'll watch, you won't watch Fox Laura. News Sunday with Chris Wallace. But I you watch. won't watch Laura because? I have a streak going. I just feel like streaks are kind of like lucky things, and I have a good right. luck streak going. Mm-hmm. And for as long as I've not watched Laura Ingram on Fox News, good things have happened to me. So, so you're conceding that the streak is pointless. It, it, well, I don't know. It, I mean, you're, you're not— I feel you're, 
you're not I, you're not avoiding her because you don't like her show mm. or don't, don't like her as a person. You're just mm. avoiding her because you've been avoiding it, and mm. so far good things have happened to you. So you're going to continue avoiding it. Yeah, I don't know if it's as innocent as you frame it. <laughs> Here, here's here's oh, man. Laura Ingram. She says uh, she wishes these two guys would just shut up and dribble. Ay ay ay. I'm numb to this commentary. Like. Must they run their mouths like that? Unfortunately, a lot of kids and some adults take these ignorant comments seriously. Look, there might be a cautionary lesson in LeBron for kids. This is what happens when you attempt to leave high school a year early to join the NBA. And it's always unwise to seek political advice from someone who gets paid $100 million a year to bounce a ball. Oh, and LeBron and Kevin, you're great players, but no one voted for you. Millions elected Trump to be their coach. Wait a minute. I want to stop there for a second. Mm -hmm. Somebody who gets $100 million a year being a professional athlete uh, is unworthy of dispensing political advice. Uh, you, you think Mark Cuban? If that is what she said, uh, it is wrong. It sounds like that's what she said. If that is what she meant. It is wrong. Okay. So keep the political commentary to yourself. Or as someone once said... Shut up and dribble. The other thing, too, is um, Laura Ingram. The, the assertion that just because you didn't go to college, you can't be wise, you can't have uh, uh, insight. Uh, Harry Truman never went to college. Became one of our greatest presidents. Wasn't he like a mechanic or something? Harry Truman? Harry? He was, he didn't, he was a haberdasher. Right. He, he oh, ran, yeah, he's president, too, yes. And he, and he went bust. He yeah. had, a, he had a, That's right. a men's clothing store, went bust, and uh, worked the rest of his life to pay off all his debts. Wow. Mm -hmm. And became president became of president, the United yeah. States. And became very respected, and he's the one, of course, who dropped the bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. He didn't go to high school. So the idea that you didn't go to high school, therefore you're an idiot, is not fair. And if that's what she meant, then I don't agree with that. Yeah, and by the way, um, uh, to Laura and to everyone else. My, my, my dad didn't go to high school, for crying out loud. He went later on and got his GED, one of the smartest, most wise men I've ever known. Yeah, right. I know you speak about him, so I wish I had met your father. The, the, uh, for talk show hosts, include me among the group because I'm part of the group just because you have a microphone in your face and people listening to your show does not make you a smart be insightful it should make you those things you should be those things in order to get in front of the microphone but uh, as the previous example demonstrates one does not make you those things well, again, calling somebody a bum is not argumentation, and that's really what, what uh, I think Laura Ingram should have focused on. Just as I said earlier, if some white player had referred to uh, Barack Obama as a bum because Barack Obama pulled out of Iraq too quickly because Barack Obama did Obamacare and this player was incensed about that, the attack would have been, okay, make your argument on the merits. Don't call him a bum. And that's, and that's what I think Dr. Laura, Dr. Laura, that's what Laura Ingram, I think, was responding to. Yeah, Larry, watch out. A staple is flying past your head. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Get your duck down. No. Laura, please. No, no. All right. It's, Larry, so are you, are, you, uh, are you saying that Laura uh, once threw a stapler at somebody? I am not saying that at all. Here, here at uh, – I have never seen that AM, happen. AMs? I have never seen that. The I, have, I have no knowledge of that okay. happening. I've never seen it happen. I see. I know, I know nothing about what you speak. I, you, nothing Just at all. Nothing about the rumor that she once, nope. once uh, filled I, in here I and, don't. and threw a staple at somebody because no. she was upset. No, no. Anything about yeah, I, that I know nothing all. about that either. As we continue and here – that, that dent in the wall has been there for a long time. A very long not time. Not all saying that she did that. No, I have no knowledge. 
Of course not. No knowledge of of that at all. As we continue here, morning answer, Larry Elder is (laughs) uh, with us. Uh, Jennifer's on vacation. Boy, did she pick the right day to be on vacation. Brian and Jennifer. Now, apparently, Hugh Hewitt wants to get in here and confirm that he's not afraid of me. He's not scared. He'll be here tomorrow on the morning answer. It's 816. We'll see if he shows up. We'll see. This is The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. So, Jen's in Hawaii, and while Jen's away, the Answer All-Stars play. All this week, it's Brian Whitman and Hugh Hewitt and Dennis Prager and Michael Medved and Larry Elder. Good luck, guys. Thanks for joining us on your Tuesday Morning Answer. Brian Whitman, Larry Elder is here filling in for Jennifer Horn. So delighted to be with the Sage, of course. You know I love you, Sage. Love you, too. And I hope you feel the affection when you come in here. I think you once said that to me. You feel I, I, the... I do. You, you, are, you are somebody who uh, disagrees without being disagreeable. Well, thank there, you. There's nothing mean-spirited about you. And I think every position you have, you, you have it in good faith. And therefore, how can anybody be mad at you? Oh, I'll give you a couple of reasons. Well, but, I, but I do have a question for you. It's yeah, sure. a very serious one. Sure. Um, let's assume that uh, in the waning days of the George W. Bush administration. Okay. I remember the, them. The Republicans uh, for, uh, for McCain mm-hmm. uh, pay for a dossier, mm-hmm. which is then taken to the FISA court, mm-hmm. which is then used to get uh, uh, visas, uh, warrants to wiretap uh, uh, Obama officials. Mm-hmm. 11 months, 13 months into Obama's first term, a mm-hmm. uh, special counsel has been appointed. No one found any evidence of collusion. They found some people that might have lied to investigators or people that were, got involved in money laundering. But the initial uh, charge of collusion against President Obama has not so far been uh, been proved. Sure. It's now 13 months into its first term. Sure. What do you suppose the country would be doing, would be saying? What do you think Black Lives Matter would be saying? What I think NAACP would be saying, I th- I think MSNBC the- would be saying, CNN would be saying about this collusion investigation against President Obama based upon a dossier that was paid for by Republicans that was full of crap. I th- what do you think the country would be doing right now? What do you think we'd be talking about right now? What do you think the streets would be right now in America? I think the country would be wondering out loud as it is now. When is this investigation going to be over? You think and, Maxine uh, Waters would just be going, I wonder when the investigation is going to be over. Andre, uh, Andre uh, oh, Carson, I wonder when the investigation is going to be over. No, uh, I, uh, I, uh, James I, Clyburn, I wonder when the investigation is going to be over. No, John so, Lewis, you know, let's, you know, let's just, let's just, let's just play, wait, wait until it plays out. Are you kidding me? No, I think. Ryan, I, the country would be on fire and you know it. Mr. President, you have a comment for Larry? Thank you. I love you too. Thank all right, no, uh, no. Here's <laughs> no, no. I think that people right now are people wondering. can't even define what what, what collusion is. They Pe- got nothing. They got no statute. What's the crime? What's the crime? What's the crime? That's what people Pe- would be saying. The Black Congressional Caucus would be marching on Washington. Black Lives Matter would be going crazy. Uh, uh, Anderson Cooper would be flying in. Uh, Chris Cuomo would be flying in. Everybody would be outside the White House monitoring what's going on. What's outrageous? First Black President. You are talking about collusion? You got nothing. You got nothing. Thirteen months. This man can't get anything done. My friend, yes. how desirous are you of an answer? Larry, calm down. 
How desirous are you of an answer? I'm very desirous of an answer. Okay. So I would say the answer is... Are you suggesting that I'm filibustering and therefore don't want an answer? Is that, what, no, not is, is that your testimony, young man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tangle with an attorney. No way. Not the sage. Uh, I, I, do think, um, I do think the country would be asking questions similar to those that are being asked now. Questions like, well, we must be nearing the end of the investigation. Many people thought, Larry, we talked about, not you and I, but Talk Radio collectively a couple of weeks ago uh, when we heard uh, when, uh, when when these guys turned themselves in, uh, uh, their names escaped me, uh, Flynn and the others. And Man- they were Manafort. Uh, Manafort mm-hmm. And there was a third guy, uh, Reed, mm-hmm. was that right? And they turned themselves in and pled guilty. Okay. A lot of people thought, okay, well, now we probably are nearing the end of the investigation. Now we've got 13 Russian nationals indicted. That was announced on Friday. Does that give us reason to believe that the investigation is now approaching you its final stages? You did my question. My question is... I, but what, I think what that's the, what people would what, be talking about. What would about. the country be, be saying right now? I think that's what people would be saying. I, I, I th- Look, Democrats and I, I don't... I think that... Anybody who's our age, who lived, who has lived in the world that you and I have lived in, who's a Democrat or a liberal, uh, or is is real familiar with what it feels like for your candidate to be the subject of a special counsel investigation. Uh, we had our candidate, who was also a sitting president, uh, sitting for hours speaking about his sex life on videotape. So we know a thing or two about humiliation. We know a thing or two about investigations and 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 all that uh, that encompasses. So so I I, I think I I think the I think that's kind of the stuff that would be happening so, now. So you don't think people would be taken to the streets right now? You don't think we'd be seeing violence in, the, in our streets right now? If My goodness, fact, I hope not. <clears throat> well, I, I believe the country would be on fire, Brian. I'll tell you why. When Joe Wilson stood up during that State of the Union speech and, liar, and, and, you and, lie. and said, said you lie, that is still being used to show how racist people were against Barack Obama. My goodness, when uh, Mitch McConnell said he wants to make Obama a a one-term president, Morgan Freeman assumed that that was racist. So you're telling me that those things are perceived as racist, but if somebody were to go after Obama for a a crime that nobody can even define uh, based upon a a, a dossier that the Republicans paid for and use that to get warrants to spy on, on Obama campaign officials, this country, Brian, would be on fire. At Parkland High School, Principal Thompson there on the high school's website has a message. On Wednesday, we experienced an unthinkable act of violence. My heart is breaking for the victims' families in our entire Stoneman Douglas community. I really need to thank the students and the staff for their heroic efforts on Wednesday, putting in place our procedural protocols that we practice quite regularly. I truly, truly believe that lives were saved due to those protocols. Thank you to the first responders for getting here quickly and coming in the masses. I've never seen such a force of power get here in such a short amount of time. Thank you to the school district, local, state, even federal authorities for all their support and their continued support moving forward. We've gotten such an outcry of support worldwide via email and social media 
And I thank you on behalf of the whole Stoneman Douglas community. That's Principal Thompson of the Stoneman Douglas High School. The students are planning to talk about gun control March 24th. We'll tell you more about their plans as we continue. I had been hearing, Larry Elder, I don't know if you have heard the scurrilous rumors that Hugh Hewitt, who is scheduled to join me tomorrow as we bring in the Answer All-Stars to sit with me and do the Morning Answer broadcast. Have you heard the scurrilous rumors that Hugh Hewitt is ducking me that he won't be appearing have you heard these rumors i have heard those rumors i was shocked when he said that he would even agree to to show up yeah in the first place i was stunned it was earlier about two hours ago when a call came in uh to me on the inside line from hugh hewitt yes he he actually he, he did he called it was um well it was uh it was over two hours ago you know Gru, i'm driving home from my 3 to 6 a.m. shift in California, and I hear myself assailed by you. The principal, by the way, is very moving. I did not know their nickname was the Eagles. I went to a high school whose nickname was the Eagles. Oh, really? Very moving principal, yeah. I bet the Eagles... But I hear you you slander me this way, and I will be there tomorrow, but I have to tell you, Mm. I have to tell you, Brent, the guy you had in yesterday, he's just... He's not going to make it. Was it Denny Pruger? Not go- not that was not top show. <laughs> not not talk show material. Dennis Prager, an encore presentation on the morning answer. So so you will be in tomorrow, Hugh Hewitt. I got my pencil out. I'm going to write you down. What time am I going to see you tomorrow, Hugh? You're not going to see me. I'm going to connect in from my remote studio deep in the bowels of. Uh, Los Angeles, because I can't get from my studio to your studio. I know, but I'm playing radio. So at radio time, what time do we see you? Six or seven? Oh, six or six or six. Oh, six. Look oh, at this. Just a minute of it grew. I'm not like Larry Elder. I don't see bankers' hours. Where is Elder? No. Did he sign up for two out of three hours? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> apparently, Elder's coming in at uh, 7 o'clock. I remember when they used to be nice to me like that around here. Those days are I'm gone. Oh, goodness. You, you got Prager, Elder, and Medved, and they're all just not showing up or bringing their A game. I think Dennis was asleep yesterday. You slip him on the Ambien or something? No, Dennis was fine. <laughs> now, that is rude. Dennis was fine. Dennis oh, did a. Afterwards, I had to get him some coffee. Oh, please. <laughs> Look, you better, let me tell you something, Hewitt. You better just be ready to go mano a mano tomorrow. It is going to be a, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be the war to settle the score. Uh, Hewitt That's and Whitman. Just wanted to. I just wanted to correct the record because I was slandered. Go back to your show, Brian. I will speak with you in the morning. All right. See you then. There he goes. That's, All right, uh, Hugh Hewitt. He'll be here tomorrow. Larry Elder. Now, now I'm if I, sorry. If I've, got, if I've got banking hours, I got the hours that he used to have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the show he used to do in the time spot he used to have. So if I've got bankers' hours, then he's been. Oh, he boy. was enjoying Banker's Hours for a number of years as well. I hope that you uh, were not personally wounded by any of those. I, I was very offended. Very Anytime an Ohio State uh, Buckeye fan says something like that yes. to me, it's, well, on, uh, it, it's war. Hughes' behalf, I apologize. Thank goodness we got the Second Amendment. Yes, thank God you've got uh, me here so decent to apologize to you on Hughes' behalf. That's right. That's right. As we continue here, morning answer. Well, the FBI got a call in early January of this year, 2018, with information about Nicholas Cruz, last week's shooter at the high school in Parkland, Florida. That's the second time they were contacted. Did the FBI drop the ball? Yeah. We'll answer that question as we continue. It's 8.30. This is The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. So, Jen's in Hawaii, and while Jen's away, the Answer All-Stars play. All this week, it's Brian Whitman and Hugh Hewitt and Dennis Prager and Michael Medved and Larry Elder. Good luck, guys.
You've got that Monday on a Tuesday feeling here at The Morning Answer. Brian and Larry Elder filling in for Jennifer Horn. Great to see you as always, my friend. You too. Anything, by the way, I always say, you know, Larry is always so kind and gracious. He would he would never even say this, honest to goodness, so I'm going to say it. Is there anything you want to plug? Is there something you want people to know about? I mean, other than your wildly successful Larry Elder radio well, show. Well, um, I'm very active on Twitter, at uh, Larry Elder. Cool. Uh, I've got uh, over 300,000 Twitter followers now, and uh, we are rising rapidly. So if you are on Twitter and you're not following the great Eldersky, I wouldn't mind if you did that. Okay, cool. So that's at Larry Elder. That's correct. Okay, cool. And oh. my and my uh, last book, Dear Father, Dear Son, is going to be coming out in paperback in the next few months. So oh, I'll terrific. I'll let you know about that. Oh, is that in time for Father's Day? That's right. Yeah, what a great idea. Mm-hmm. Over the weekend in Florida, hundreds rallied for stricter gun laws after the massacre. Now, apparently, the FBI has released a statement that says on January 5th of this year, uh, 2018, a call came in to a uh, public access line with information about Nicholas Cruz, uh, the shooter at the high school in Parkland, Florida. Here's an FBI agent. I believe his name is Lasky. He's, uh, he's uh, well, he's got more information on what sounds like the FBI dropping the ball here. Take a listen. Have you seen earlier today the FBI released a statement regarding information provided to our public access line on January 5th of this year. The caller provided information about Nicholas Cruz and the potential of him becoming a school shooter. Under normal protocol, this information should have been provided to the Miami field office. Their appropriate investigative steps would have been taken. The FBI has determined that protocol was not followed. The information was not provided to the Miami field office and no further investigation was conducted at that time. The FBI is still investigating the facts of this situation. We will conduct an in-depth review of our internal procedures for responding to information that is provided by the public. The FBI remains dedicated to keeping the American people safe. On behalf of myself, and over 1,000 employees of the Miami field office, we truly regret any additional pain that this has caused. Now that statement from the FBI field office in Miami, Larry Elder, I'm sure leaves most scratching their heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've acknowledged that they've dropped the ball. They, they've acknowledged that they blew it. And it's also interesting, I know these are two different things and Trump has gotten hammered for trying to link the two of them together. But this FBI investigation of, of the Trump collusion thing, when Trump points out uh, uh, biases of the investigators, uh, he has been uh, attacked for uh, impugning the integrity of our most important investigative agency, mm-hmm. the most important investigative agency that was contacted twice about this, uh, this, uh, this later on shooter and didn't do anything at all about it. So they're not perfect. No, they're not perfect. And I think uh, I think we've always known they're not perfect. But look at all. I mean, talk to uh, when, you, when you talk to Mayor de Blasio or if you don't like Mayor de Blasio, talk to other people like the police commissioner in New York and people like that. Uh, talk to the FBI Bureau in New York and they'll tell you about, excuse me, the scores of threats and plans and plots that have been foiled and the dozens of lives the FBI has saved in huge cities across America over the last uh, tens of years. That is a very fair point. And uh, they can only be wrong one time and they get hammered. Uh, They're right a bunch of other times. We often don't even know about it. That's a very, very good point. So is our standard unfair? 
is our standard when we judge them unfair. Well, when when you have two inquiries about somebody and they're specific and they talk about this guy being uh, unstable and having firearms and this person uh, has been uh, the, the police have been called out to his house I think 29 or 30 times yeah, that was a really high suspended number suspended from school before for carrying ammunition expelled expelled he had threatened teachers and you guys can't connect that that's a real problem yeah, no I, I don't think it's too much to, to to suggest that the FBI should have connected those dots and something should have happened okay the students uh, say March 24th is the day they'd like to talk about gun control David hogg uh, is a student there at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School and uh, he is uh, directing his comments to President Trump President Trump you control the House of Representatives you control the Senate and you control the executive. You haven't taken a single bill for mental health care or gun control and passed it. And that's pathetic. We've seen a government shut down. We've seen tax reform, but nothing to save our children's lives. Are you kidding me? You think now is the time to focus on the past and not the future to prevent the death of thousands of other children? You sicken me. David continues. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican. If you have a good idea, let's work together as Americans and come to a compromise. Because in politics, if no one side ever wins. It's always through compromise that changes happen. I don't want anybody saying uh, just, I'm so sorry. I want you getting out there. I want people doing things about this. If you can't do something about it, get out of office because this is our future. Okay, hope I'm saying that last name right. Larry Elder, David Hogg, a student mm-hmm. at the uh, high school yeah. in Parkland, Florida. I guess I got a couple of responses. He says that um, because of the inaction on the part of the president, uh, thousands of children's lives are going to be, be sacrificed. Thousands? Do you know how many kids died last year in a school shooting K through twelve? Uh, do I know the exact number? No, yeah. I don't. Uh, how about the year before? Well, you're asking me for exact numbers. No, I don't know exact okay. numbers. Okay, and uh, in twenty seventeen three, in twenty sixteen four, seven kids died in the last in the previous two years, K through twelve. Fifty one million kids, hundred thousand okay. uh, stu- hundred hundred thousand schools is extremely rare. Are you anything, purpose- anything north of zero, Brian, is too many. Are you pur- I'm just saying when this kid says, President Trump, because of what you've done, thousands of kids are gonna lose their lives. BS. Nonsense. Thousands? Well, what are you it, talking about? Are you are you purposefully are you purposefully discounting uh, the people who lose their lives in mass shootings who aren't at school buildings? Because if you add those numbers in, we've got uh, plenty of stories of people being shot in Las Vegas on the Vegas Strip, for example. Sure, they weren't at a high school, but Larry, you understand my point. You're he, smart he, enough he, to understand. He was talking about school shootings. Of course. That's what he was talking about. He uh, said thousands. Uh, it's uh, rare. It is very, very rare. You're about as likely to be struck and killed by lightning as you are to be killed in a school shooting. So is it not a problem? I said anything above zero is bad. If we could stop uh, people from being killed by lightning strikes, we do that too. All I'm saying is let's have some perspective here. What about I've not heard a single thing out of all the the hours of coverage I've watched since this shooting in Parkland, a single thing about how many people are alive because they were able to get a gun and save their lives. Not one commentary has has talked about guns also have some value, you know. People do use their lose their lives. People also have their lives spared because someone was able to get a firearm and protect themselves. One criminologist, Gary Kleck from Florida State, says 1.25 million Americans every year, Brian, use a firearm to defend themselves. Out of that number, 40% believe, but for the gun, they'd have been dead. As we continue here, Larry Elder in for Jennifer Horn. We have Hugh Hewitt coming in here tomorrow. It's the morning answer for a Tuesday already. It's 846.
This is The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horan. Jen's on her birthday vacation, so Whitman brought in The Answer All-Stars, Q Hewitt, Dennis Prager, Michael Medved, and Larry Elder, taking on our lovable liberal. All right, here we Good go. Good luck, guys. Yeah, that's Just right. toss him an occasional softball. Yeah, <laughs> okay. It's that Monday on a Tuesday feeling. The Morning Answer, Brian and Larry Elder, the sage, the great Elderski. Which the do you sage pro- from South Central, the Prince of Pico Union, the czar of common sense. But the, the ori- Don Lorenzo. Yeah, the Don or- Lorenzo. The original sage of South Central. That that is that's where the that's the money shot. That's right? right. That's the money shot. And that's never going anywhere. Not going anywhere. We're never changing that or moving that around because that would affect a lot of people. It would. That would have a lot of people freaking out. It would, un- it would affect the balance of the universe. Did you happen can't to see? Yeah. Uh-huh. Can't have that. No, you can't have that. Did you happen to see on Sunday the NBA? And I don't ask you this because you're a black guy. People <laughs> say, "Oh no, Whitman's asking Larry Elder." <laughs> Questions if he watched a basketball game. How racist that Whitman is. No, did you watch the NBA All-Star game? I did not. You did not? No. They don't I play, knew they, you were they don't, they don't play any defense. Were, it's just kind of a, it's just kind of a yeah. uh, who cares? Okay, so. Uh, I also don't think anything rides on it. Even in, in baseball. It doesn't matter. Now, home field advantage for the World Series is, is determined. It, it so, does, not so even, the NBA doesn't, doesn't matter at all. It, it doesn't matter, but no. it's just uh, for the. Uh, I did for, watch the three-point shooting and the slam dunk contest. Now, during the NBA All-Star Game, Fergie sang the national anthem. No one took a knee. Everybody stood. And I guess she's getting some flack. Let's listen to the beginning and then listen a, a little bit to the end okay. here. Uh, you've seen this performance. It was, it was different. It's a, it was different. It's a different take, <laughs> different take on the national anthem. <laughs> Here's Fergie Ferg. Oh, Already so, a, so far, so good. It's also already a little too sexy for yeah, me. It's a little sultry. Yeah. A little bedroom eyes. Why the dawn's early light? Uh, I don't know. What's so proudly Okay, so we'll get to the last 30 seconds. What do you think of now, I, I, Sage? I kept waiting to hear her go, take it off, take it off, take it all off. <laughs> Remember that Noxima commercial? Of course. A little too sexy. A little too sexy. Here's Fergie's big finish at the the good news again. The good news. Nobody took a knee. I think when you when you're hearing the national anthem, you're not supposed to feel Randy. Right. Well, nobody took a knee uh, in the arena. We don't know what people did at home uh, because it is sort of a sexy version. Kevin, you're familiar with the term Randy. Yes. And I don't mean like Randy as in my dad, Randy. I'm talking about. No. we Okay. Okay. We Austin Powers, Randy. That's right. Here's uh, Fergie, uh, the end of the anthem here. Big finish. Oh, big I finish. like this. It is big a finish. big finish. Here we go, Sage. Hold on to it. Mm. Yep. And the home of the brave. Okay, that's basketball. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, there she goes. Yeah, do let's. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's Fergie at the NBA All-Star Game on Sunday. I was thinking about the time Marilyn Monroe sang Happy Birthday to Jack Kennedy. Remember that? Well, so Yes, I remember Happy that. Happy Birthday. 
Yeah. Mr. President. Yes, I, I, I remember that. Happy birthday. <laughs> Mr. President. Yes, happy birthday. Oh, say. Yeah, but I remembered that at the beginning. Now, when she got to the end there, I was thinking different things. She took us on a ride there for, for almost three, for more than three minutes. Now, now, the problem is, years ago, Marvin Gaye sang at the NBA All-Star Game. Yeah, and he God gave an amazing Marvin rendition. Gaye. And ever since then, people have tried to emulate that. So I think that's what it is. I think all these people feel pressure to make it unique the way Marvin Gaye did. Here's Marvin Gaye. This, this is a kind of setting the artistic bar, right? Oh, what a different take on yep. the national anthem. That Marvin Gaye, 70, 79, mm-hmm. 78? Or right. 83. Wow, 1983. That's what I heard it through the grapevine kind of feel. Yeah, it's almost like dun, he's... It's dun, almost dun, like he's... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, he's singing a song, yeah. which happens to be the national anthem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll take another 30 seconds, because I feel the sage has found his rhythm zone. Marvin Gaye was amazing. He was amazing. Yeah, Marvin Gaye means someone, uh, it's, it's, uh, I'll say it, uh, a black guy of your time. Don't laugh at me. (laughs) A black guy of your time. You mean mean I'm old? No. Marvin Gaye (laughs) is to you what, like, who is to me? You know, or do, or, do, or do you know enough about me to even say what that was? Well, so I'm a 45-year-old white guy, and I, I have... My, my condolences. What are you going to do? I mean, what are you going to do? We all, we all have a cross to bear. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, right. So can I, can I steal a few of your icons and mentors? Absolutely. Yeah, because I love, I love them. I mean, I love Marvin Gaye. I love them. I spent time... I, I won't tell my story, but it's a personal story, but I uh, met Marvin Gaye's son. You know, he was... Uh, his father killed Marvin Gaye. Yes. And that took place on a, on a street called Gage, which is only about three or four blocks from, from where I was raised. On the on the front steps, In right? South Central, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not sure where, where it was. I thought it was outside the house. I don't remember where it was. All I know is that his father is the one who shot him. Yeah, I remember that. Him. I remember that. What a terrible story. Tell me about it. I was alive for that, I was, and I remember that because that was just, that had to stun, forget about the entertainment industry, that had to stun the community of South Central Los Angeles. Well, it stunned the world. I, mean, I know I it mean, did. this guy was an, was an icon. Had to be killed by his own father. Right, and he was still performing. It wasn't like he was done, uh, Marvin Gaye. He was still performing, and uh, yeah, father shot him. Yeah, wow. You remember where you were when you heard that? I don't. You don't? I don't. So it's not one of those? No. Okay, interesting. I remember where I was when Kennedy was killed. I remember where I was when Martin Luther King was killed, when Robert Kennedy was killed, but when Marvin Gaye was, was killed, no, I don't remember. Larry Elder, thanks for coming in and saying yes and doing the morning answer today. We do appreciate it. My pleasure. It's always great to see it you. Is. Fist bump out. Booyah! All right. Hugh Hewitt's going to do this tomorrow. It's the morning answer on a Tuesday already. Thanks for joining us. Coming up on 9 o'clock.